my shorts. We're taking a small break over the holidays and we'll return with brand new episodes in early February 2022. Until then, I'll be delivering a number of compilation episodes showcasing the best moments from 2021. Episodes regularly go out every Monday on all major podcast platforms including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon and Audible. A visual element is also available on YouTube, which goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters on Saturdays. So if you'd like your early access, head to patreon.com forward slash Under. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the like button down below. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. It really helps. Please enjoy the best of the Davely Down Under podcast 2021 part three. Like, like you said, we've, we're doing well here in Melbourne. We're, we've slowly been getting back to normal after this COVID yeah. thing. We majority of people are back at work. And yeah, schools, all schools have gone yeah. back, and shopping centres are open. Yeah, well, yeah, they've been open for a while. Yeah. Um. So, and you really don't have to wear masks anymore, apart no. from supermarkets and shopping yeah. centres. I, and... I was in the post office the other day wearing my mask. I saw some guy come in, stand next to me without a mask. I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, these guys come in without a mask, you know, being a jerk, whatever. And the the the, the lady behind the counter must have seen me looking at the guy because she turned to me and she said, oh, you know, you don't have to wear a mask in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what? She's like, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to wear a mask. I was like, I said, what do you mean? She goes, that's only big shops. It's like if you're in a shopping centre. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so your shopping centre or like a supermarket, you've got to wear a mask. Yeah. But like in a small store, you don't have to wear a mask. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's fine. I've noticed a lot of the takeaway, a lot of the takeaway places aren't wearing them now. Yeah, like McDonald's and places like that are, but the smaller, like you know, noodle places Mm. and stuff like that, some of those aren't wearing masks or anything anymore. Um, you know, walk the streets without masks on, which is nice when we go for when we go for nice. Uh, walk in 35 degree heat. It's, nice to uh, go for a walk without a mask. It's nice not to have the mask on. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, I miss that. I must have missed that memo, which is only big stores. I walked in and I was like, wear my mask. You know, it's probably still a good thing to just take the precautions and stuff, but just like assess the situation. Yeah, exactly. Really. Right. I mean, it depends on how many people are in there yeah. and all those sorts of things, whether I'll put one on yeah. or not. So this weekend... I went on a, as I said before, just a little little podcast. These guys reached out and they were like, "Hey, we got to get you on the show. You know, we need we need your the might of your uh, of your listenership <laughs> and your subscribers to come and give us a little bit of a boost. You know." Um, so I went. I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll give these guys a. I'll give them. A, I think give they're pretty cool guys. I'll yeah. give them a hand. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking hell. Uh, my 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 good friend um, James, Mister Sunday Movies. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, from Mr. Sunday Movies YouTube it's channel. Tommy came back on here too. Yeah, I know. I was speaking to him. Um, I said we'll get we'll get him on again soon. We'll get him Indies, uh, and and Nick, yeah, and, Nick and Mesa one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So James, well, we've been trying to check tee it up for ages. We mentioned on the podcast last time. He's like, I want to get you on to talk about um the um the Disney remakes. And we kind of said, yeah, we'll do something. You know, when when it's relevant. And so he wanted to queue it up with Cruella. 
which came out like a month ago now. We were in lockdown. Uh, we went into <laughs> lockdown like the week of Cruella. Yeah. So uh, we were like, oh, we'll put it off. And that looked like we were going to come out of lockdown. He's like, we'll do it this weekend. And then they didn't ease the restrictions. And mm. anyway, it was like on and off, on and off. And then we're finally like, all right, we're finally, you can have two people over. So he's like, let's do it. Yep. Uh, so we did it. Um, it was great. It was really fantastic. Um, we talked about the Disney remakes, talked mm. about some other stuff. Um, they're wonderful, of course. I don't need to plug them because I'm sure anyone who's listening to this is listening to the exactly, weekly exactly planet, right. really. Yeah. Um, they're like in the top. But if you're not, get over and have a listen. Yeah, if you, if by any chance you haven't come across Mr. Sunday Movies or the Weekly Planet, fucking go and listen to their podcast. Mm. It is the best. It is good. It's really fucking good. good. Yeah. Um, uh, both James and, and, and Mason are great. Yeah, it does. <laughs> both James and Mason are fantastic, both wonderful guys, and they're both very, very funny, but both very, very knowledgeable um, in what they talk about too, which is um, red hot comic book movie news. Yeah, um, shooting at yeah. Uh, shooting at your butthole. That's the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun on that on that show, and uh, we will try and we will try and tee up another collaboration over here on the Dave Lee Down Under podcast. Hey, thank you to um, because it's it's done a it's hu- done huge numbers for me. Um, I mean, that's obviously not why I did it. I did it because I love these guys and I just mm. wanted to be involved and help them out. But it has, as a result, helped the YouTube channel. Um, there's been some really great traffic in the YouTube channel and the podcast. Yeah. It's helped the podcast too. So hello, welcome. Thank you for joining. Yep. Anyone who's joining as a result of having listened to me on the Weekly Planet, I hope I did okay. Um, but um, they're over here and I hope we're not turning and, you off today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a nice little spike in traffic, so hopefully it's resulted in a few people coming over and listening. Yeah, hopefully. Which will yeah. be good, so thank you. Um, look, we will just play a very small little clip from um, my episode of The Weekly Planet. Um, and uh, if you want to listen to the whole thing, which you should, I'll leave a link for that down in the description as well. So let's just yep. have, a, have a quick little listen. So the reason we wanted to get you on specifically is because your focus a lot of the time, but not always, is like animation and Disney. Mm-hmm. And what Disney have been doing for the last 10 or so years or even longer is convert these old movies into live action to varied success. Yeah. Convert, that's very clinical. <laughs> yes. I, think, I think it's very appropriate. It's like uh-huh. the, from beta to, to laser disc yeah. or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just, people in the Disney offices, just we'll just do a standard conversion yeah. <laughs> from animation to live action. Now, often they're, um, I mean, the reason they do them because they're, it's a billion dollar industry, right? Yeah. Like they more often than not do well, would you say? Well, essentially, most of them have made close to a billion. Yeah. I mean, the... The the le- the the worst performing ones have made uh, like two hundred million. Yes, uh, the middle rungs five hundred, six hundred million dollars. So absolutely, the, most of them are making quite a bit of money. We yeah. take that amount of money, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> a hard thing. <laughs> absolutely. See, the thing is, well, I I think they sometimes get a bit of a bad rap because I think mm-hmm. there is. I mean, uh, there's some bad ones, and we'll talk about oh, them. Yeah. I feel. But mm-hmm. there's some genuinely good stuff in here. I feel that might even be better than some of the source material that it's based on. Does anybody else feel the same way? Where are yeah, you leaning yeah. there? Where are you? Uh, I Aladdin? Think, I did like Aladdin. I'll I talk about Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> uh, Cinderella, I think, for one. Yeah. I think that's a terrific movie. That's my favourite. Yeah. A lot. Mm. So, yeah. So, for example, but this this thing, though, it didn't start. I mean, sorry, it didn't start in the early, two, the mid, no. 2010 was when Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland yeah. kicked off. Mm-hmm. But in the 90s, they tried a few of these. They did a Jungle Book and they mm-hmm. did a couple of Dalmatians. Yeah. Are those good? <laughs> a couple of Dalmatians, uh, yeah. not not particularly. No. Um, I mean, I like the I like I love the Dalmatian ones as a kid. Yeah, and you go back and watch them, and they're just not great. Are they like 
Is it too like weird high energy? Is oh it, yeah, does it's it like not- totally like late <laughs> mid to late two thousand like nineties kids yeah. film, just high octane, just craziness. So when people might say like Cruella, have you seen yeah, Cruella? I haven't by seen the way? Cruella yet. Cruella, no. How do you say it? Cruella. You had it right, and then you then you doubted yourself. <laughs> I thought about and, it. Uh, yep. Because I've heard some criticism of that being like this isn't a patch on the Glenn Close mm-hmm. ones or whatever. Yeah. But do you feel that's the case? I think Emma Stone did really well. Yeah. Uh, she's she's incredible in mm. it. Um, it's a very different performance than what Glenn Close does. Glenn yeah. Close is very eccentric. Yeah, right. Uh, you look at Emma Stone's, it's, it is eccentric, but it's not quite to the to, to that same level. Here's a question for you, Dave Lee. Sure. When you see that they're releasing a new version of something, yeah. what is your initial reaction every time? Um. Or it could be different every I'm, time. Well, Do you I'm, mean from like just the announcement? Yeah, when they're like, yeah. we're doing another, we're doing a 101 Dalmatians prequel. Yeah. Are you like, cannot wait? Are you like, could go either way? Depends on the project. Yeah. Right, I'm, right. Most times I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm one who enjoys most of these to varying degrees. Yeah. So I'm, I'm one that will champion. I understand why they're doing them because mm. they make money yep. and it's keeping these stories, these classic stories in rotation mm. totally. uh, in, for a new audience in a new way. The yeah. same way, like some of these stories, you know, have been told for thousands of years, like Aladdin or Spider-Man. whatever. Yeah, Spider Man, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Um, and they're just being redone in a new way. So when I hear they're doing a new one, I kind of think, oh yeah, okay, that'll be that'll yeah, be interesting. Okay, right, right. Cruella was the only one where I kind of thought, really, we're going back and we're yeah. doing yeah, 101 right. Dalmatians again. There you go. Yeah, cool, cool. I listened to that full thing the other day. Oh yeah, day. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. It's good. It, was, it was really good. Enjo- yeah. Quite enjoyable. Mm. While I was working away, and uh, they had. Yeah. They had the old doof doof music going, oh, and I right. thought, oh, what have I? <laughs> so I put my earphones on and and listen to the weekly planet. and listen to the weekly planet while I did mm. my work. Yeah, it was good. There you go. I I had so much fun doing it. It's wonderful as they're both incredible people, and that I have been an admirer of uh, James's work for a long time. You know, since I first started the channel. Seeing another, particularly as an Australian, someone from Australia having yeah, that much success, that's right. Was like, hey, it's possible. Yeah. Um, and when you meet someone, you get to know someone whose work you have admired in the past, and they turn out to be a, a great person. Yeah. That's always that's exactly good. right. There's it's always, always that fantastic. fear, isn't yeah. there? That they're going to be a complete yeah. cock. Yeah. But no, James, no, he's no, actually no. really nice. Wonderful, guy. wonderful really person. Nice great show. Go over and listen to fucking Weekly Planet. It is fantastic. Um, not just my episode. Listen up. Every fucking hundreds yeah. of episodes I've done, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, that that was that was a lot of fun. I had so much fun doing that. So thank you again to James and Mesa for having me on. It was a great time. Mm. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Yep. Is it time to get those two on? I will get them on. Both we're going to make it. We'll get both yeah. of them on. We're going to have to. <laughs> we're going to have to get that done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll up the back and throw stuff at you. Will you? Well, we've got four microphones now. Oh yeah, that's true. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, apparently people don't like like more than two people on a pod- podcast. I've learned. Oh, really? Yeah, people don't. Um, I've heard a few. I've heard just um, just rumblings just around when I read into podcasts and stuff. And I've I've read that people like two people on a podcast. I think even um, Jackson Wacko Jacko, pardon World's me, worst manager. world's worst manager, said self appointed. Like, yeah, he was like two people on a podcast is like prime. Really? And once you throw in that third person, the Dynamic, the dynamic kind of yeah, interesting. Mm, wouldn't um, have thought so. Yeah, so well, I suppose we'll, sometimes when you listen to radio and they have yeah, you know, they have three people on mm. the radio. Sometimes that can be a bit grating. Yeah, mm, always interesting. a third person trying to jump in and yeah. So we'll try and queue, queue up a four-person podcast. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Disney Plus talking to TV. Disney Plus star launch this week. Yeah. Um, 
you had a little chance to check it out a little bit. Uh, essentially, this is uh, they've added an extra what they're calling like a brand tile to Disney Plus, where it gives you access to like more mature content that goes up to R eighteen plus rating. So um, you can like parental lock it and all that stuff. 490 new movies have gone on, 160 TV series. It's essentially like Disney's more mature stuff from Fox, Hulu, ABC, Touchstone, Hollywood Pictures, stuff like Deadpool, Alien, Predator, Die Hard, Michael Bay films like Armageddon, The Rock, Pearl Harbor that he did with Jerry Bruckheimer. Gone in 60 Seconds, Kingsman, Black Swan, Pretty Woman, Borat, yeah. Yeg Shemesh. <laughs> uh, just, so just that's that kind of breadth of stuff that's on here. You checked it out. What did you think? Um. Yeah, it was pretty good, yeah. I thought. Yeah, like, I don't know, I'm more of a horror guy. Yeah. There's lots of new horror editions yeah. that I get to watch, and, you know, Alien mm-hmm. is on there as well. Yeah. So always love the checking that out. Yeah. Yeah. That and, um, yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel. Your favourite. Yeah. I never yeah. never knew until the other night. Yeah. One of your favourites, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. We went to the uh, the launch event. Yes. Yeah. We over did. Over in um, South Bank. Yeah. That was pretty good. It was awesome. Yeah, I, got, I spoke about it briefly last week. Um, Disney had Disney here in, in, in Melbourne, they did like a launch event for Disney plus star. So we both went, I thought, oh, it'd be a nice icebreaker before we got on the podcast. Yeah. Figure yeah. out what we're going to talk about. We got um, wined and dined by a billionaire businessman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it was really good. It was really good. There was finger foods and uh, great stuff. We got little show bags. I got my Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, I didn't wear my shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they, yeah, they gave us free shirts and what, everything. What was your shirt again? You got the I got the alien shirt. The alien I had one, to, of course. Yeah. yeah, when she pointed that out, I was yeah. like, "Oh well, I'm sold." <laughs> yeah, they had like the full on. Um, they brought the screen printers out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like a full on company. They brought a lot of stuff out for that. Yeah. The Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, the yeah. Melbourne Symphony Orchestra yeah. played for like ten minutes. Yeah, and then ball- ballerinas came out, who I'm assuming were probably from. I'm not sure they actually didn't say, but I I assumed probably the Oz Ballet, but I'm not sure. Uh, but they came out, they did like a Black Swan thing, which was great. Um, again, we got finger foods. and We, we just, got these cocktails as well. We did get these little cocktails. Oh, what one? Now, they at the end, they kind of gave out these like little um, show baggy things with like little trinkets and magnets and stuff. You got a Grand Budapest Hotel cake. Yeah, loved it. You loved it? Delicious. I left it on the bench, not realising it had cream in it. Oh, I just demolished it that night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Massive cake. Like, have you seen the movie? It's like the three-tier t- cake that they have in the film. Yeah. yeah. And you just whoop, down in one go. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I left I left it on the bench, not realising there was bloody cream in it. <laughs> so I went for a and bite the next day. It. it was warm, yeah. I put it in the fridge. I thought, that'd be fine. So I had it that night and a little bit after it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. It was all right. But, yeah, they gave us these little show baggy things. Um, and we got some uh, some cocktails, non-alcoholic. Um, <laughs> no, we got these lovely little cocktails that they sent out there. Um, should we try them? Yeah, let's give them a go. What one did you get? They, they got- were, like, all branded. Because it was just essentially just like a big branding event. It was like a essentially like a mixer event where people just got together to celebrate the launch of Disney Plus Star and uh, just for them to talk about the big property. It was like a big tie-in event where they made a big deal about all these or the properties and stuff that are coming. So at the end, you could pick your, um, what do you call it, cocktail. Yeah, all, all named after movies. Yeah. And, yeah. So you got? I got Nakatomi Nights. Yeah. The Die Hard one, yeah. obviously, which is a gin. It's a gin cocktail. That's yep. all I know. It's red. Right. <laughs> I got, um, oh, it says, what is it? What does your say along the top there? Oh, yeah, Nakatomi Nights. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. So that's the name. Mine is The Truth Is Out There. 
I want to believe. I've got the X-Files one, the nice green one. For those watching out there, there you go. There's a little look. <laughs> Give them a little. There you go. Oh, yeah. They are pretty cool, man. Um, right, let's let's taste them. We ta- we'll taste them. Mine is a um, Maduri Vodka Cloudy Apple Lemon. Oh, wow. Yes, and we're going to uh, we're gonna taste test these. We're going to practice. I've got the gin. Oh, yeah. The Martini Rosso and the Bitters. Oh. So. Interesting. There's a bit of a different. Oh, no. What? What on earth? They don't want us to drink <laughs> they it. They don't want us to drink it. Practice. Um, well, this is this is something different, new for the podcast. I can't figure this out. Um, but we're practicing safe drinking in moderation, of course, as you oh, should. Because I just emptied the whole bottle. You well, you can drink it all if you <laughs> okay, like. Cool. Uh, but for any, um, I don't even know how to get the top bit off. For any children out there, stay away from alcohol. Um, and all adults, of course. You're right there. Yeah, I don't know how to get the bloody thing off, man. <laughs> Ah, it doesn't want me to drink it. it. Doesn't want me to believe. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, oh little ASMR. So you got to do for the listeners out there who can't see <laughs> me struggling here with the bloody thing. <laughs> Sound effects. Oh, there we go. Oh, I can smell it on my fingers. I'm going to give a little bit of this a go. I'm going to take that off. It's getting in the way. Oh, he's into it already. Make sure you give him a, like a nice little sound as you're drinking away. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. It is not that good. Not that good? <laughs> <laughs> we won't say who made them. Ready? Just a little try. Can't hear that. I'm trying to do like a little... It smells nice. It does. Are you supposed to shake them first? Because it's a cocktail? Is that why think- it's maybe not that good? James Bond does, but yeah. Yeah. Well, so it gives you instruction on the back. Add the cocktail into a shaker with ice, shake, then pour into a glass. So I've done it wrong. Yeah, we just went for it. Yeah. We just went for it. So let me just give this a little... Can you hear that out there? Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is why I'm not a food vlogger or a uh, you know drinks connoisseur. Mm. <laughs> no good? Not great. I can't taste the apple. Oh, I can just taste the Maduri you can in smell that. Smell it. Smells apple-y. Yeah. Um, it's, all, it's, all, it's all right. There's a little apple like a aftertaste. So as you know, I've been um choking. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. No dying on the podcast. Yep. A funny story about uh someone else out of the film industry, Tom Cruise. We love a good <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise story. Uh, we love good trash rag stories. Every now and then we pull out a good trash rag. This one's come from the star again. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. the, sun. the sun. I feel like we're always talking about the sun. This is most likely bullshit. But it's too fun to pass up. Good chance coming from that. Yeah. So Tom yeah, Cruise, according to the sun, has bought a pair of COVID enforcer robots. <laughs> For the Mission Impossible set following his blow-up just before Christmas where he just went off tap. Um, Simon Boyle of the Sun in his Boyle's Bazaar column says, I can reveal the Hollywood legend has bought two state-of-the-art robots to patrol the set of Mission Impossible 7 when filming review uh, resumes this week. He has paid huge sums for the gadgets, which can also administer on-the-spot tests to staff. Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. A source told them, Tom is so serious about making sure the shoot isn't shut down that he's splashed out on these robots as he can't be everywhere to ensure people are behaving themselves. The robots are really sophisticated and rather intimidating. It's like the Terminator, only not as violent. (laughs) Um, In addition, so this is also an addition, apparently, to 
well, we know for sure that he spent five hundred thousand pounds on the ships on a crew on the cruise yeah. ships for his cast and crew to isolate in during the shoot. He's been very, very cautious about COVID, which you love to see. Yep, exactly. Very right. great. It's fantastic. And very to see. responsible. Yep. Um, but as far as his robots go. <laughs> Oh, I reckon it's bullshit. It has to be sure. It has to be bullshit. I'm pretty sure I read something else where someone else came out and was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a bit far-fetched and whining. It has to be. But you want it to be so true. I know. And it's it just fits, doesn't it? Tom Cruise, like out of everyone you can oh, imagine, oh, Tom exactly Cruise. right. Give me, I'm going to buy those robots. I could just, robots. I could, you could just see him too, Yeah, couldn't you? Yeah. I got these robots Some here, so be careful, guys. Robots, robots, will be coming <laughs> in. He's going, yeah, I love it, I love it, I want them. <laughs> yep, geez. So, anyway. but I mean, oh, it's oh, that's probably a load of bullshit. Shit. But there you go, Tom Cruise. It's good to it's good to imagine. We it's nice. want it to be true. I want it to be true. I'll be blissfully just sort of believing it, just because I love it. I do want to. We speak about Jungle Cruise. I want to give a quick update. Now, if you've been following us over the last few weeks, there's been a big. Obviously, we went into – but before lockdown, they announced the Jungle Cruise screening and um, they had like – I tell you what, we'll play a little package of, uh, of clips from the, the past couple of weeks and get you up to date on the, on the Jungle Cruise situation where I had to buy a shirt. <laughs> and uh, anyway, have a, have a, have a listen to funny. this. Uh, oh but God. then the following week um, is the one that I've been waiting for for fucking three years. Yep. Jungle Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> God, I played a jungle cruise. I shut that one. No, if you've been listening, you know how much I'm looking forward to fucking jungle cruise and have been for three years. And god damn it, it'll be my luck if they're like, no, you're still in lockdown. We have to cancel jungle cruise. I'll be pissed off. And you even bought a special shirt and everything. I got a special shirt. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they're doing the special the special event screening thing, and it's like a like jungle chic theme. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy like a like a $10 jungle shirt from Cotton On. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that. But I, I chose store pickup as well. Oh, that's right. So even if we do open, I might, who knows, it might not wind up at the store. or The Jungle Cruise event, oh, which is the one I was like, please yeah. don't cancel Jungle Cruise on me. Of course, I, I did have to postpone the event to this Thursday. We'll see if we even get to it. Anyway, exactly. who knows? We, we might be. And of course, extended. you bought a shirt and everything for yeah, the well, event. Yeah, we said that last week. Yeah, I bought yeah. my jungle shirt. Yeah. So, I'm waiting to, to get the text to say, "Come and pick it up." After to pick it up, and hopefully, I can wear it to the event on Thursday. And like now, I need to get my shirt from Cotton On. So I'm like trying to ring him, and I got through to him like yesterday morning, the morning of the screen. I was like, "Do you have my order?" And they're like, "No, sorry." Hmm. I got a text message like about half an hour before we came on to record today. <laughs> Hi, Dave, your order's in. It's <laughs> only uh, totally, totally a day late. I know. I thought, no, bad timing. Such bad timing. That's uh, funny. So I didn't get my jungle shirt. Like it wasn't a $70 shirt. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so there you go. They announced it. There's yep. the dress code. I had to get a shirt and then I wasn't and, – and anyway, I got the shirt – after the screening, in the end, um, and I'm, I'm going to reveal it. So if you're listening out there, you don't get the full experience, so head over to YouTube and check out the video, but I'll do my best to do an auditory description. Mm. Um, but for those out there watching, you get the full experience. We're going to reveal the um, the Jungle Cruise shirt that I got uh, from, from Cotton On. I'll, I'll, I'll play some, uh, some music 
Oh, while well, we get this going. Oh, sorry. Hit you there. I'm going to reveal the Jungle Cruise shirt. You ready? Here we go. Dave, Dave Lee unzips his jacket and opens it up to reveal the Jungle shirt that was ordered online as part of the Jungle Cruise premiere screening. It is right there. It is a, it's a Hawaiian shirt. And it's a horrible, horrible fucking shirt. <laughs> it's orange, it's green, it's yellow, it's got flowers on it. It's got black and white bits on it. It's got this horrible, like, little picture there. And it's terrible. It's awful. There you go. There's your little auditory description. Now, cut it out. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. This is not the shirt I ordered. Yep. This is not what I ordered. This arrived. I went and I picked it up in store. And uh, the lady behind the counter, lovely lady, was, was like, can I open up your order and I'll just show you what you got. Just make sure because I got that. I got like a hat. I got some other junk as well. And I looked at it and I th- it was just something that I was like, I don't think that's, I was thinking it looks a bit different. But I had looked at numerous like Hawaiian shirts and stuff online and yeah. I had looked at like a like a brown one, a yellow one. Um, and I thought, well, maybe it's it. Maybe that's the one I ended up buying. Couldn't remember. I was like, yeah, that's it. And I got it home. I was like, hey, this isn't it. This isn't the shirt. I opened it up. I put up. I put put a picture up on the screen. Um, for those watching, I'll have it on Instagram as well. For those who are listening, if you just want to check that out, or head over to YouTube and check the video out uh, to see the one I ordered. <laughs> um, now I don't think it's it, much better than that. It's one. much better. It was a nice blue one. It's a nice blue one with some flat. It was still a, like a horrible Hawaiian shirt, no, but it was yeah. nice. It was like a blue one. It had like these Hawaiian ladies on it and like leaves and so. Look, it's a nice shirt. Like it would have been, would have been a nice yeah. shirt. I probably would have worn it in summertime or something. Um, so that's what I ordered. But the funny thing is, I thought at first I thought maybe they've just sent the wrong Hawaiian shirt. But the weird thing is the tag which is still on here, by the way, because I don't know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> um, the tag has the right barcode. Yep, and and description, and, and description title, mm. everything is exactly the same as the website. I thought, fuck, maybe they put the wrong tag on the on the shirt. Yeah. So I looked at the bag that it came in. They sent it in like a little bag, which had a barcode sticker on it as mm. well. Same mm. thing, right barcode, right name. So I think what's happened is maybe the website has the wrong picture up. Oh, maybe, yeah. Or some of their items, there's like four or five, which is like it might be the exact same shirt, but it has a different pattern on it. Yeah. Um, and you can go to the shirt and then you can select which select the which, colorway. which style or which colorway yeah. you want. Um, so it's possible that they were both a separate colorway of the same item. Yeah. So the colorway, the color or the style variant of this that's on is correct on the on the label on the logo on the website. So I've probably I probably have ordered this, but there was no picture of this on the website. It was just the no, blue like the one. Blue one. So I'm guessing that it's just like they've got the wrong picture up there, or they <laughs> forgot to change it, or something. So anyway, Might have been last year's model, maybe yeah. Who knows? I don't know what's happened. But anyway, everything was like lined up that this is the right I've ordered the right. This God. is the right thing that I've ordered. It's the the picture on the website was was wrong. I haven't got in touch with them. Someone got it wrong. I haven't. I don't know what I was. I was considering maybe go back to the store and return it, and but I can't now because it's locked down. So I don't know if I'll just end up keeping it. But this is a pretty awful shirt. 
Pretty horrible. I would prefer the the blue one. I did all, say, all your money back. One of the other. All my money. But I did say last week I didn't really want to return it because because these businesses are doing it hard at the moment during the lockdowns and shit. But whether I just get a store credit and spend it's on not something like it's else. A small business you bought it from either. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Got to remember that. Yeah. True. <laughs> anyway, so there yeah, we go. It's a little five and dime down the corner. Yeah, I'd be a bit. I'd be a bit, twice about. So I'm going to get this off because it's awful. It actually is actually a nice shirt though. It feels nice. It'd yeah. be nice in the summer, but I would prefer. It's cotton, isn't it? Yes, it is cotton. <laughs> I think I did say the name of the store at the so top. So you have got cotton on, haven't you? I do have cotton on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not going to blame them. I won't claim false advertising. I just something funny happened, so we'll figure. Yeah. it out. we'll get it. Well, done. I, I think it's probably. They were probably both available at some stage, and the blue yeah, one yeah. sold out. And they, yeah, probably that's the picture they had up. That picture yeah. they had up, yeah. Because you'll often find that you'll they'll have, you know, they'll have the same description and price and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But the PLU number might be different. Yeah, or the SKU. So obviously, the whatever SK whatever number they had was that shirt. Yeah, I think the issue is the image on the website just wasn't changed or was wrong or something. Oh, I, I think it's they, they might have. Yeah, I think it might just been a different colorway. Yeah. That wasn't available anymore. Yeah, but they would have a different barcode. Each colorway would have a different barcode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. maybe, I reckon they were. I reckon they were both the same description yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. And you can select the colorway. Yeah, but that's but what that, I'm no, no, no. But that blue colorway had sold out, and they forgot to take that image down. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So what they the the listing was probably for that shirt that I got, mm. but the picture on it was incorrect. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, whatever, yeah. sold out. Or, anyway, so there we go. That's the – I don't know if that's the end of the saga. We might update you again in a few see weeks' time to see what happens. But uh, – Maybe a few months' time. Depends on anything. Well, exactly goes. right. Oh, anyway, so there you go. You're all caught up now in the jungle the jungle <laughs> shirt saga. Christ, what an ordeal this uh, has been. It's one thing after another. Oh, and the funny thing is, right, because the free guy screening we were supposed to have next week, there was, an, there was another um, – what do you call it? Dress code. Dress code, which was like your best blue shirt. That's what he wears in the movie. He's like, oh, all yeah. these yeah, yeah, blue right. shirts. Yeah. So I was considering going to Kmart this weekend and buying a blue shirt. Don't have to worry about that now. Exactly right. <laughs> I actually almost did it during the week. I was like, maybe I'll just go out during the week and pick up a blue shirt. Thank the Lord mm, I did not. Yep. Because I don't have a blue shirt. I got wouldn't a few. Mind, wouldn't mind one. But there you go. Yeah, you do. So you'd have been right. don't know if I'm a fat gutted fit in it or not, but anyway. Who knows? Hey, can you hear that? In the distance, for one final time. Ah! Yeah, just, just bear with me for a minute. Yeah. You all right? My head's going to fall off. Hang on. All right. Hang on. I know what he's doing. Oh, my God. Let me get that head on properly. There yeah. Sorry to the audio listeners. Well, yeah, we sort of got through Deadwood. Yeah, it's a Deadwood update. Woohoo! The final one. Christ for that. Thank you, everyone. Oh, we've done it. I'm just trying to fill in the sound here while I'll make Rick does whatever he's doing down there. Oh, thank you, guys. We've done it. Taking a bit longer than I thought, though. <laughs> bit of a fizzle. What's going on here? So, yeah, we've, of course, been doing the Deadwood. We've been watching Deadwood for the best part of fucking 15 years. On and off. And, um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. Even the video listeners are confused about what's happening. Oh, oh, there we go. There we go. Just to celebrate oh. Deadwood, I've got some cupcakes. And can they hear this? 
Oh, Co- got, yeah. A couple of sparkles oh. going on there. <laughs> and this could be a disaster. Oh, okay, you ready? It's time for... Thank you! Woo-hoo. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> uh, piss week celebration. <laughs> oh, we got one more. Let me give it one more. Woohoo! Oh, that stinks. Ow! Oh, that stinks. Oh no, it's gone in my water! <laughs> it's gone in my water! Ah, it won't kill you. It'll make you stronger. Well, yes, we have. We've finished Deadwood. Oh. We, we've done all this. We've done all Cut three seasons now. Cut we've done out. the movie. Oh, we told you this week we watched the Deadwood movie. I'm covered in. We finished the whole damn thing. Thank God. Taken 15 or 16 years, whatever it was. Yeah, we've been trudging along. To try and get through it. Yeah. So we've had our sparklers. I'm so sorry to people listening on their audio platforms. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, sometimes... Get over onto, uh, onto YouTube onto and have a YouTube look. YouTube and check it and out. It's a celebration. A but I'm sure, celebration everyone, I'm sure everyone just listening out there... Thank you. Good live, yeah. I'm sure everyone <laughs> listening was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> they're going, what the hell? I think they're going crazy, like fucking explosions and sparkling and bang and twips and fucking... I'm sorry. I'm sure we blew a bunch of uh, fucking eardrums again this week. I'm so sorry to, to people listening. To those watching, you got the full experience. And if you want to check it out, you can. I'm going to have a little bit of this cake. So yes, this is a little bit of a cake we can celebrate. Uh, the end of Deadwood, we watched, we finally watched the Deadwood movie. We had my mate, uh, Wacko Jacko. Sorry, World's Worst Manager, Wacko Jacko, came over and watched Self, it. Self-appointed. Self-appointed. Yep. He came along. He, he watched Deadwood when it was first on and uh, had never watched the movie. So we're like, we'll get you along. We'll watch it in here. Um... If you want to check out, we put a, we did a little a little picture together, a little selfie. You can yep. check that out on my social medias. Should pop it up here. I'll pop it up on the screen, yep. the video as well. Um, but yeah, we got it done. Hey, yeah, finally, thank God. Thank God. Of course, if you're brand new, if this is like your first episode, you're probably thinking, what the fuck is going on? Well, we've been trying to watch Deadwood for 15 years on and off. We've start, we started it at least three times. And just tried to, and every time we started, it was like we would just stop mm. and then pick it back up again two years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And finally, we were like, "No, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna finally watch it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna watch it all." And if not for you guys out there who pushed us along every single step of the way, we have finally achieved the unachievable. Sam B. Sam B. Sam B. Um, Wacko yeah. Jacko. Yeah. Um, ab- absolutely everybody out there who has helped push us along this journey. We have finally achieved it. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. And at that, let us have a let's listen back. Let's listen back to the Deadwood uh, update journey so far oh, that has led could be tragic. to this fantastic moment. Oh my god! We started watching Deadwood this week for about the what third, third, third or fourth time. Third or fourth time. We started. We've started. That's not. We haven't watched the series three or four times. It's the like the third or fourth time we've actually gone. Let's watch Deadwood. Let's get it out of the way. Let's do the whole thing. And this happens in like three or four year bursts, and then something comes up and we don't end up watching the rest. And this week we've managed to get in two more episodes. Two episodes. So, so two episodes a week. We should be done by Christmas 2021, maybe? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we watched three episodes. Woohoo! Woo! So we're down to, we've done seven episodes. Seven in total over like four weeks. 
now starting to see ones we haven't seen. Yeah, I think, I think. so, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we've got two episodes done, and we're now up to the final episode of Season 1. Yep. We're going to be out of Season so 1 this hopefully, week. Hopefully next week we, we can report we finished Season 1 yes. and started Season 2. Well, hopefully. We finished Season 1. Yes! Woo! We did it, guys! We got through Season 1 of Deadwood, finally! We got up three this week. Three! Whoa! Big week. Big week. Yeah, it was. Huge update Huge this one. Week. Huge Get ready for it, guys. Up. Huge update. I need a drum roll. I don't have one yet. <gasps> one episode. And uh, this week was a low light. Yeah. And it was a low light. It was a shit It was episode. awful. It was um, terrible. One, one episode this week one again. <sighs> and after, I think after last week's oh, boring as batshit episode. Yeah. Um, we were sort of a bit hesitant to sort of go again. We thought, no, 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 we've got to get through it. We've got to do it. it. Oh, man. It's got, got, on the one last night. Oh, it's God. got boring again. What the hell is going on? It's boring as batshit. I was falling asleep through that last night. It's this is supposed history. to be a great show, and everybody you speak to has watched it. Not everybody, but most people have loved it. Your mate Jackson loves it. Yeah, he he's like watching it again. We've inspired him to watch oh, it again. Oh, mate, what are you watching that shit for again? How can you do it? The last time we spoke about watching Deadwood was like nine episodes back. Wow, that December one December 7, 2020. We really? haven't watched a single episode in like three months, over three months. Wow. Uh, in that episode, we'd only, that watched, we'd only watched one in that episode. We've realised that we can't binge watch it. Yeah. We need to watch one episode at a time. Yeah. And get, in that, get, one get in that mind frame of like how you want, how you used to watch Tally. All right, Friday night, WandaVision's on. All right, oh, Tuesday night, Deadwood's on. Yep. Okay, so we put the episode of Deadwood on, and that's how we're going to get through it. Nothing to see here. No, I know. Let's move along. You had a message from an old friend of yours, Sam. I did. Sam sent me a message. Because we, decla- we declared that Tuesday Tuesday. night was going to be yeah. Deadwood night, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, he said, good podcast, man, but I can't stand the lies anymore. <laughs> we're back, baby. We've done it. Yes. We're back, we're baby. We're back in the swing of it. Tuesday it's all night. Sam's fault. Yeah, Sam, got, Sam guilted fault. us. First episode, season three. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Still fucking boring, man. Because it's just the same story. It's line. the same thing over and over again. So this week's episode was very eventful. Yeah, yeah, crazy Lots of fights and stings and yeah, it was awesome. Guy got his eye gouged out. Oh yeah, guy got his head oh. like slammed against a rock. <laughs> yeah. We did one this week. Yeah, it was boring and again. Boring as batshit. Like we like we always say, you get one really good episode, and you think, oh, here we go. Then the next episode, crap, it's like nothing happened. Crap. Last episode. As we've said week on week, we can understand why this got trashed now, why this got cancelled. Finish the series! Yes! Yes! Deadwood is finished! After about 16 years or whatever it's been, we finally got through the whole series. Thank you guys, cut it out. (sighs) Well, there you go, what a journey it's been. What a great journey it's been. Oh, so we did it, guys. Thank you once again. We finally Can't say made it. was it. all bad, though. Hey, there were a couple of great episodes. A couple of really good episodes in it. This week. Season one, I thought, was not bad. It was decent. Yeah. And I was looking forward to season two, because we remember at the end of season one, we thought, oh, now there's going to be some fireworks. Going to kick off. And it didn't. Yeah. But every now and then it did. Yeah, and then you'd be like, shit, something's going to happen. Then the next episode was, again. Crap. And even the movie, like, I didn't. I actually didn't mind the movie. I yeah. quite sort of enjoyed just them wrapping bits and pieces up. Well, that's all it was. Yeah, uh, because they made the movie like fifteen years later or whatever it was. Yeah. And you didn't really even need to look at a 
recap, really. Well, we did, but then yeah. the, the, the movie like shows all these little re, exactly like, right flashbacks and stuff, and it just like wraps up all the plot points. Yeah, and then there's a hey, there was a gunfight. Oh, we've been waiting ah. sixteen years or whatever it is to get a gunfight, and we got a gunfight. I oh, know, finally, finally got one, and it lasts about forty seconds. Yeah. Wow. Finally. My God, that should have been happening all the way through. I know. Every episode should be more. Whatever you read and hear about Deadpool, there were gunfights going off the yeah, front and centre. Yeah. So, um, one thing that never happened, no one ever pulled out a whip. No. I mean, this has been our yep. sound effect the whole time. Not mm. once. <laughs> Not <laughs> a whip. Not once did Not anyone a pull inside, a whip ever. out. No. A bit disappointed with that. Me too. Because you don't think of, you know, when you think of the Wild West, you think of whips and yeah, guns. Yeah, cowboys and, and shit. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's done now, and I'm glad we can put it behind us. Oh, thank and God we're going to get rid of the fucking DVDs. I'm never watching this Here show. Here are they? We always have to make time for lo- for the Marvel stuff on Disney+. Oh, yeah, Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Loki episode four was this week. Fuck, yeah. what a, a banger, as the kids these days say. A banger? Yeah, it's a, it's a banger. Ooh. That bangs. It slaps. Oh, <laughs> oh it slaps. Yeah. Oh, I'm living in a different time, aren't I? <laughs> so am I, though. I'm looking at some of these things. I'm like, fucking hell. Slaps. Where's that come from? <laughs> I'm at that stage now. I'm maybe it's because it's a knee slapper. Yeah, maybe. Maybe something like that. I don't, I know. don't know. It's just, oh, fuck. Oh, that fucking slaps, man. Oh, I bang. Oh, I bang. That's, that's such a banger. It bangs. Anyway, I'm at that point now. I'm about to turn 30. I'm like, I'm, even I'm like, fuck, I'm old now. This ling, all this new lingo. I'm like, I'm out of the, yep. I'm out of the loop. I'm out of it. I found out recently, actually, the kids of today won't use emojis. Oh, no, can't use like the laughing face emoji. Or it's really? not cool. Yeah. And there I am, like, I'm like, ah, fucking six laugh emojis in a row, that's funny. (laughs) I'm still using lol and LMAO, fucking whatever. I don't think I've ever used lol. Really? I fucking use it all the time. One of my younger brothers does all the time. (laughs) (laughs) He uses it all the time. I still use lol. Always lol, 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 lol. No, I don't think I've ever used it. I don't think the kids these days use them anymore. That's not cool. So now I've got in. I'm in that age bracket now. Oh, it's I like no. You're a millennial, right? Yes. What's the, what's the next generation? I think it's Gen. Is it Gen Z? No. What's the new? What? I don't know. I don't know what it is. There is a name for it. Because you had Gen X and Gen Y, and then the millennial. I think then millennials. I think the new generation is Gen Z. Born between '97 and 2012, they're currently between six and 24 years old. So I just missed out on being uh, Gen well, Z. by a few years. Um, so you've got boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, Gen Z. And then, oh, the new one that's yeah. about to come up is Generation Alpha. Ugh. Yeah. So we're going to start Greek letters now, Alpha, Beta. Yeah. Gamma, Delta, yeah. that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, there um, you go. So anyway, on. Generation Alpha. Uh, how many, how many, how many, how many? Just trying to find out. The cutoff for being born in Gen X was 1980. Gen Y. Oh, Gen Y is millennials. No. Yeah, Gen Y, a.k.a. the millennials. So it is Generation Y, but we're called the millennials because we grew up during the millennium. Because, see, I always thought you were Gen Gen Y. Yeah, so there you go. Same thing. Gen Y, a.k.a. Okay. So obviously the term millennials, is. I think it's only fairly new. Because it's that way to just like put our generation down. Those fucking kids that grew up during the millennium, those fucking yeah, millennial, millennial dickheads. 
Yeah. So yeah. Um, 96 was the cutoff. And then Gen Z cut off, they reckon, about 2010, 2012. And then this new one's called the Alpha. God. Yeah, that's the Greek letter. Yeah. The unofficial namers of generations, marketers, researchers, cultural commentators and the like, have affixed to Gen Z successor, uh, the oldest of whom are on the cusp of turning 10, Generation Alpha label. Uh, so they reckon that's going to be like 15-year cycle there. That's from the Atlantic. An article from the Atlantic right there. So anyway, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, Loki and Loki. Yeah, how the and, fuck? You, and you started talking about. I was talking about emojis. emojis. Where did we get onto emojis? I don't know. I don't know how that started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell. It's like your mother. She sees something shiny and goes, "Ooh, yeah." Fuck it up. I don't even know. What we're we got a little about. bit sidetracked. Yeah, we did a bit. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Apparently, emojis are not cool anymore. Like uh, the well. laughing emojis, the lol. You can't do that shit. They're like, fucking millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah, that slaps, that bangs. Loki, that's it's right. a banger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. Take it, took us down a rabbit hole there. So anyway, and Loki. I, I dug it a bit deeper. <laughs> Another part of it, it's, this has also sparked, we're pushing two hours here. Um, oh, but, <laughs> but this has also sparked. Hasn't felt like, like it? No, it sparked a whole other debate about why should why do we even need to watch old movies? And this is like this kind of weird runoff thing that's come from this. They're old. We don't need to watch them. They're old. I feel like we've made a case for why they're important. So we don't need to spend too much uh, so too much time on it. There's been a lot of shit takes from people just saying no, this yeah. movie, these these movies are old. Why should I watch it? There was a tweet. I'm not going to say the, the guy's name because I think he felt bad about tweeting this out. Um, it's, I mean, it's public knowledge who he is and and what he wrote. He's not a bad guy. He was very sorry about what he did. He delete he deleted this tweet. I'm just going. The tweet was: I broke a long-standing rule of mine not to watch movies made before 1975, so I could finally see Citizen Kane. Taught me a valuable lesson. These rules exist for a reason. So this is a guy. This is a guy who is he works for a very high-profile newspaper in America. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, his follow-up tweet was, it feels like I'm looking at hieroglyphics. I'm sure there was a time where a lot of people got it and enjoyed it. That's not exactly entertaining to me. I'll agree in a term, Citizen Kane is one of those movies that people love to love um, and it is technically brilliant. It was ahead of its time. What uh, Orson Welles did with that movie was just mind-boggling how the studio gave him free reign over the picture at a time when it wasn't common. It still isn't common today to have final cut on your own film or to call the shots yourself on your own film without the studio right down your neck. Uh, so that film's very important film. But I agree, it's a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit tedious to watch yep, yep. on a narrative level. Technically, brilliant film. Mm-hmm. And uh, the making of it is fascinating. Yeah. Um, but again, I agree. Maybe I understand if people can't enjoy it. But why... But completely blank out everything else before a certain... Like why yeah, is why the, 75? Why, that's what what is the cutoff of 1975? Is that what I was saying before, where I feel like 80, 1980 is the cutoff where that's all classic cinema, this is all modern cinema? Maybe. How, how, how old is this guy? Who knows? He, I, was he born in 75? I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. He's an old, I think he's probably late. I don't, I don't know how old he is, but he's, he looks like he's probably older than me. Um, I don't know if he's of my generation. Um, That's him there. Um, 
I don't want to read it out. I don't feel no, like, no, no, don't. you know, I don't feel like throwing people under the bus or whatever. And I never, you know, want to tell people, go rally against this guy. No, no. That's silly. But this is just a, a tweet that has kind of rubbed me up the wrong way and it rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. Like, why? Why 19? You want to know some movies that came out prior to 1975 that still hold up today? Not necessarily movies that... Um, I'm saying he was born in 75. You reckon he was born in 75? That's probably it. He, a lot of people were saying, why 1975? He didn't answer it, right? He looks, he looks like he's about 40-odd. Yeah, I reckon. Mid, mid, uh, yeah. mid, Mid-30s to 40. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, easily. So I reckon maybe that's it. I'm not going to watch anything prior to when I was born. I don't know. But this guy felt pretty bad about it, and he was like, I'm sorry, it was slightly a joke, but it's kind of not really a joke. He tried to make a light of it, but the way he said it, oh, it's a valuable lesson, these rules exist for a reason, bit silly. Twi- the tweet's not out there. I don't hassle the guy because the guy got a lot of hassling on it. I just think it's a bit tone deaf. Um, but movies that came out prior to 1975, of course not everything's going to be everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to go and watch the, the great Buster Keaton film from 1912, a silent epic sort of film. But here are some movies prior to 1975 that I personally think still hold up today as really good films that, Modern audiences will still enjoy mm. The Godfather 1 and 2, 1972 and 1974. Right? Yep. Cool Hand Luke, 1967. Now, that's just film. a cool film. It's a great Really film. good movie. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, 1969. Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke's up there yep. on the wall, yeah. 12 Angry Men is one of the greatest oh, films yeah, ever yeah, made, yeah. 1957. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The writing in that, it's like a bottle film where it's all set in this one room where these 12 jury members are arguing um, to, to seal the fate of this guy. Did he, did, was this guy a murderer or whatever else? And it's like two hours of them just arguing in this room. Incredible, it's a masterclass in writing. Hitchcock films from the 1970s, Psycho, it's 57, uh, fi- sorry, 1950s, 60s, Psycho, Rear Window, The Birds, Vertigo, To Catch a Thief. I think these movies all still hold up now as really oh, good movies. most definitely. Breakfast at Tiffany's, 1961. So these are films that I just feel are timeless and it's they don't feel old. So a lot of old movies you watch, feels dated, it's very old. There's been a lot of talk about Gone with the Wind recently, how Gone with the Wind has aged and not in a very good way. Um, but a lot of these movies, a lot of movies in the particularly the 50s, 60s, 70s, even earlier, still hold up. Talk about Frank Capra films, like It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. Like 1930s films um, that he did. Still hold up, just as really good films. So I think we shouldn't... Um, we shouldn't discredit movies because of when they were made or how they were made or if they're in colour or if they're in black and white. I know a lot of people, this has sparked up, and a lot of people going, yeah, I won't watch anything that's in black and white. Um, someone was like, oh, I watched. I wanted to watch Psycho, which was made in 1960, but that was shot in black and white. Why? Sort of thing, mm. you know? Um, and it's like, why discredit this art because of how old it is or how it was made, it doesn't change the fact that it's a good story. Well, as we said before, a good story is a good yeah. story. Now, how many, how many, I wonder, I wonder how many, how many films this particular guy has watched mm. yeah. that are remakes of old films. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Now, you get on to, you're going so to gonna do a wiki. Yeah, you are on there there's a, there's a page on wiki that is um, uh, old, uh, about old films that have been yeah. made, made in modern day. Yeah. 
And there is a list of hundreds, hundreds of if them. not thousands. And you might not know it half the time because they changed the title. Exactly it's a remake. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Things like Gone in 60 Seconds yeah. and uh, Fast and Furious and uh, just a whole heap of stuff. So many movies. Yeah. Just a heap of them. Oh, Star Wars Born, how many times was that done? Oh, exactly And right. everyone loved the new yeah. version with Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. That's you done know? in the 60s, the, the 70s, so if, 60s, 50s, 20s. So if he's saying you won't watch anything pre that, maybe yeah. you shouldn't be watching anything yeah. that was made, made yeah. uh, remade of a film prior to yeah. 75. Yeah, because it's that story. Again, we took the hero's journey – which is that formula that's been replaced, has been repeated over and over and over again. Mm. We've seen it in the magnificent. Uh, we saw it in, um, sorry, the Seven Samurai. Yes, that was then the uh, the Seven Samurai, which is the Akira, uh, Akira Kurosawa film. The Samurai film was remade uh, as a Western film as the Magnificent Seven, and George Lucas borrowed heavily from the formats that Akira Kurosawa was using um, for Star Wars. And yeah. the old John Wayne Western, The Searchers, you know, these all follow that same um, that same formula of this guy that's plucked from nowhere, who then becomes a hero, a grand hero through this mystical journey. He learns about himself, and the, what he learns about himself or herself um, change helps, you know, drives a story and helps inform the character of what's going on in the wider world and helps them rise. Rise to the, uh, what do you say? Pinnacle? Yeah, just... So, <laughs> yeah, again, the character that I'm studying at the moment for a character in evolution is a character that has his roots in mythology, mm. Greek mythology. Um, and I wouldn't have even, known that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. No. Well, you've got... It, even bibli- like biblical, he has roots in the Bible. Mm. And you go back to all these sort of biblical texts and these classic mythologies like Homer's The Odyssey... Um, and you've got these these uh, heroes that were larger than life for one reason or another, who then and now in modern day, you were getting characters who were created. Thor and... Thor, yeah. you know. God of Thunder. God of Thunder, Captain America. You yeah. know, it borrows these elements from myths, thousand-year-old myths. Mm. That's that idea of these stories that were told around campfires that for thousands of years and then... You know, they were turned into books and then the books were turned into serials and then the serials were turned into movies and we're still seeing movies based mm. on these stories that were told a thousand years ago. Yeah. Um, so, again, at the end of the day, a good story is a good story, so why should it matter when the film was made? Exactly Just right. because in black and white or and someone then, talks a little bit funny. And, you know, people like that probably watch films to today's standard. Yep. I, like I've always said to you, mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. you've got to watch it yep. for the time it was made, yeah. not for today's, not to today's yeah. standard, because it's not going to be as good as a film made today, no because they didn't have the technology. Yeah. But you've got to on look a, on a technical level yeah. anyway. Yeah, you've got to look. You've got to look at it for for the time it was made and the technology they had available at yep. the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I feel like if anyone's listening out there, if you're a younger. A person who's just getting into film or is just looking into studying film or you don't know where to start, it's going to be hard at first to watch these old films. I understand it and I understand why it's difficult for people to get into them. When I first started watching old films, I was like 17, maybe 16, 17. I mean, my favourite movie of all time is The Wizard of Oz, so I was watching that forever, but that feels timeless. That's a movie that doesn't feel like it was of its age. Um, which is why I love it so much, and we'll dive deeply into that at some point, I'm sure. Mm. But that film changed cinema, and it's still today, I feel like a movie has never been 
movies never surpassed the timelessness of that film because that feels like it was made last year. Yeah. You yeah. know, in a sense. First, some of the first older movies I was watching was stuff like Casablanca or, again, Citizen Kane, the James Dean films, um, you know, film noir, old film noirs. It's tough to get into the stuff. Hitchcock was a lot of my mm. early experience mm. too. It is tough to get into it and I understand it because the black and white is something you do have to get used to. The funny accents, that the fly flying around. Oh, it's just hit me. <laughs> that flying. Um, the performance styles even. I can understand why someone is put off by this. Yeah, yeah. But don't let that deter you from the fact that these are still really great movies. They're just made a bit differently. Because got, of what yeah, was the you've got you've got to look at them for their story, yeah. Not 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 their technical um, achievements, I suppose. Yeah. So I I think, and then you look at then you look at things like uh, let's say for argument's sake, Superman, the first Superman, mm-hmm. uh, the Richard Richard, Richard Donner, Donner film, yeah, the first Richard Donner Superman, the nineteen eighty seventy eight one, yeah. Um, the technology wasn't there to make mm-hmm. Superman fly, but they made yeah. it work, yeah. And that was a stepping stone yeah. for the next person to come along yeah. and better it. Yeah. And each film, each not so much Superman film, but yeah. each film of that sort of, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of genre, that, not even that yes. genre, but that... Well, big blockbuster. Yeah. Um, well, because before has, that... Has wanted to better the one before. Yeah. So the film that was made, what was that made in? 77 or something? 78? Came out 78, okay. the year after Star Wars. So that was made in 78, and that's another one, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the technology, no. but he Invented created them. the technology. Yeah. So you have to watch these movies for what for they what mean they meant for the to time. Cinema. And you watch like I without those without films like like mm-hmm. say and and, and they're, they're the two most important ones to me. I mm-hmm. in my view is the yeah. first Superman, yeah, made in nineteen seventy seven, nineteen seventy eight, and the first Star Wars yeah. made in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, they were the I I think they were the two films that allow us to have. What we have today mm-hmm. in the way films are made, yeah, because they're the they they were the two films that started to create special effects, real special yep. effects. Yeah, well, you could also make an argument for Close Encounters that came out the same year yeah, as Star Wars. Yeah, it's true. Um, and Jaws, which came out seventy five, it's the first film that's commonly considered the the first blockbuster. Yeah, and that's the film that coined the phrase blockbuster because people lined up around the block to see the movie, yeah. and it had never happened before in the cinema. Mm. No one had ever lined up. Like, lines around the block. No one had busted the block before, yeah. um, before Jaws. So you get these movies. It's in that, say, in that period, 75 to 78. Yeah. Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Star Wars, Superman. These movies are just this pivot. And again, I feel like we are at another point like that in... in well, the technology has taken yeah. another huge step, yeah. really. But that's what George Lucas always wanted to do with Star Wars. With his films, he wanted to push technology with every single one. That's a big part of why he did 4, that's 5, why and went, 6. But yeah, that's why he went back yeah. and, re, and recut and, re, yeah. and and things like uh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah. You redid know, the animation redid and the stuff. animation and all that sort of stuff. But like, those, he, didn't, he didn't want to make 1, 2, and 3 first because the technology wasn't there to do yeah. those films. Yeah. But And the technology wasn't there for 4, 5, and 6, but he cre- him and his team created, created it. Yeah, that's right. So we need to watch movies for what they are for the time, but it doesn't mean they're, they're bad movies. Like they're in, Once you watch enough of them, I don't want to say it's like an acquired taste, um, but I can understand how it's hard for someone to, to get into 
watching mm. something that is a little bit older, maybe. Yeah. So um, I can I can I can understand that a lot because of my profession. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the in the in the early days, we were doing a lot of double exposures and stuff, and yep. it was all shot on everything was shot on film. Mm-hmm. So we were doing a lot of double exposures, and um, you know, personally having to create ways of producing certain images because yep. the technology wasn't there. Now I can go in and I can shoot two or three images and just yeah. blend them all together in Photoshop yeah. and it takes me half an hour. Yeah. Whereas it would have taken me two days before. Yeah. So it's the same It's the same sort of thing. You've got these people pushing those boundaries. Mm. Yeah, for sure. You know? Well, it's like if you talk about like remakes and the same stories being repeated over and over again, I've watched so many films, like back from the 1910s, like the earliest films, silent films, stuff like that. Once you watch enough movies, you can start pinpointing where things came from. Yeah. You watch a movie that was made today and you go, I, get, I know where that's come from. Every time I see what's called the vertigo shot, the colloquial name yep. is the vertigo shot, yep. is that shot where you see it's like a close-up of someone and the background expands. Yeah. So it's almost like the background's going like this and it's almost like the look on this person's face, like this weird thing. So how they do that is they zoom in so with the zoom lens they're as they're tracking yeah. backwards. Yeah. So it keeps that face in the frame, in the middle of the frame, while the background moves. Yeah. So they call that the vertigo shot because uh, Alfred Hitchcock used he that extensively that, yeah. in vertigo. Yeah. Like it had been used prior to that, but that was like the first like major use of it. So things like this, you do, you can pinpoint. You see it. You you see the vertigo shot used all the time yeah. in stuff. Marvel uses it a lot, and just random movies you make. It, oh, you see it, and every time I think, oh, vertigo oh, shot. I think of one shot in in you know, there's a couple of shots in um, Armageddon. Yeah, where they where they used yeah. it. Uh huh. You know, so <clears throat> so you gotta everything that is new now is old. Is old. Yeah. It's all there, so there's no point in going. I'm not watching that movie because it's old. Because it's if it's a good movie, and this is something you did teach me when I was younger. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It doesn't matter when it was made, how old it is. It doesn't matter if it's in black and white or if it's in color. It doesn't matter what the social norms are of you watching the kind of film. It's a rom com or something, and you're a guy. Oh, I shouldn't watch a rom com. Fucking watch it. I fucking love my rom-coms. Notting Hill, When Harry Met Sally, the Adam Sandler films. Love some Actually. Of my fa- love Actually. They're some of my favorite. Pretty Woman. Some of my favorite movies of all time, right? And even if there is like a social stigma of don't, well, you can't watch that because you're a guy. Fuck that, man. Because cinema is cinema and a good story is a good story. Yeah. And just fucking watch it. Well, even things like, even things like, um, what was that one called? Um, Songs of the South or something? Was Song of the South. Song of the South. There's that the Disney one. Uh, that was banned. Oh yeah, Song of the Band. South. Of the that South. was the Disney yeah. one, yeah, with the, yeah. um, the, the the well, it's sort of about it's set in post Civil War America. Yeah, slavery uh, and all slave, those sorts of things. The characters yeah. are they're ex slaves, but they're still living on the plantation. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I understand. I understand why it's not mm. relevant today. Yeah. But it was relevant for the time it was made. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was relevant well, or, or whether you know, but it was acceptable that. Then at the yeah, time, well, see, if you know the, what I mean. Yeah, the interesting thing with Song of the South is it's a film that I feel like has been twisted over the years because it's not an inherently, it's not a racist film. The story is about, um, again, it's problematic. It's there. It's there's some pro, uh, there's a lot of pro- problematic things about it. The way that the characters are portrayed, I can understand. Yes problematic but the story the core of that is this um this older black man is living on a plantation he's not a slave 
that's one. Of, I feel like that's one of the um, misinterpretations of the film is that people think it's about these happy slaves living on a plantation. They're not slaves. It's set in post-Civil War America. They're still living on the plantation. Again, I understand it's a bit iffy. But this guy is telling stories to the children that come to him. And that's black children and white children. And the, sto- the story of the film is actually about acceptance and how these two boys, a young mm. black boy and a young white boy, should get along. Yeah. But over the years has been twisted into yeah. something completely what it is. But, I, but that's, that's a good point is that something like that you do have to view in the context of the time. Of the time it was yeah. made, that's right. You know, I mean, it's not, uh, you know... You wouldn't... Nothing about that film was acceptable no, in this, this day no and way. age. And, and it we get that. it wasn't then either, but, well, you know, it was more... Accept- it was more... People were more free it wasn't, with that it wasn't, kind of thing. It wasn't as frowned upon yeah. back then. Mm. Not that that's a good thing, yeah. but but you've got to... My point is, you've got to, you've got to look at cinema and film... Mm. For the time that it was yeah. made, not to today's standard. Yeah, exactly right. Because some of these have really important messages in them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Uh, I just, it's tough. It's like, I just, I just don't like, I just, I can't stand that. It's like, I'm not watching it because it's old, or I'm not watching it because it's a chick flick, or I'm not watching it because it's in black and white, or I'm not watching just it's a pretty it, narrow view. It's such a narrow view that I think that's what I'm getting at, and it really riles me up every time. And these movies are so; these are just important films, and what they mean to cinema. And what Martin Scorsese is saying: we shouldn't forget these movies. Let's not just lump these all as a, as a piece of content or just a relic of the past mm. that we don't need to revisit. There's always an important reason to go back to these movies. Um, one example, you've, I think you've got someone. Pretty close to you that's not into old film. Though. Yeah, my girlfriend, Alicia. <laughs> I'll say, let's watch this. It's a movie from 1980. It's old. I don't want to watch that. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then she'll watch something. I, we, I, we went, when we were in London, um, well, when we were in England, we went into London. We saw Amadeus playing at the... One um, of my favourite films of all time. Incredible film. Love it. It's played at the Royal Albert Hall. Almost pulled that out and watched it the other day, actually. Did you? Brilliant movie. It is, uh, what was that, 70s? Uh, no, it would be 84. 80s, yeah. 1984. So that's, to Alicia, that's an old movie, yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, I have to see it. I'm a big Mozart and is fan. That, and is that because it's it predates her? Well, I think so, yeah. I think it is. Even a lot of, like, early 90s that's movies. This guy, I, like, I reckon yeah. he was born in 75. I think, I think a lot of early 90s movies, even, she's like, oh, that's too old. I'm not watching that. Yeah, she has. But I think so. I think it, I think there is a point now where she's starting to rile me up because she know it starts no, to wind me up a little off. bit. Uh, so I think well, a lot of the time when she says it, it's it's tongue-in-cheek. Uh, tongue, yeah. tongue but there is something there which, like, I'm not watching that. That's old, right? Her favourite movie is Titanic, which is from the 90s. Um, but uh, but I, do, I, I will I will I will say Titanic is a brilliant movie. James what Ch- James Cameron did with oh, that I don't like it. Fantastic! It's a great <laughs> Look, movie. It's beautifully shot, beautifully made, but there's just something about it. Tell me you don't like that you don't connect with. I love it. I think it's great. But anyway, we saw Amadeus at the Royal Albert Hall. They had like a uh, the um, the symphonic band there playing the music, playing Mozart along with the film. One of those deals. Um, and oh, Alicia was like, I don't. She didn't um, protest against seeing it because, you know, it meant a lot to me. It yep. was like, okay, I'm going to come. I'll, I will see it with you. But it's always that thing where I know she's thinking, I'm not going to enjoy this. <laughs> it's like that thing where you feel like I'm being dragged along to something and I'll go because it means something to the person, but I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm going to go anyway, right? Uh, so I understood that with her and she was like very happy, yeah, we'll go and see it because I know you love the movie, I know you love music and stuff. She loved it. Yeah. She thought the movie was brilliant. She enjoyed the music, the people, you know, the people playing the music. 
at the Albert, you know, at the Royal Albert Hall, man, and the just that, well, the that sound. song gave me a real love for classical music. Yeah, oh, it's not classical Mozart, Mozart, yeah, Mozart music. Um, I think me too, in a way, yeah. Mm. That and like the Disney, like Fantasia and stuff yeah. like that, really got me into classic music. And like how how you would never got into Mozart if it wasn't for Amadeus, you that's know, right. something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of loops back. But yeah, she Alicia loved it, loved being there in that environment and hearing the music. And you know, she's not a huge classical music lover, but loved the music and hearing them play and seeing the movie. And she thought the movie was great and funny and enjoyable and loved it. it was like yeah, I loved that. So push yourselves, push the boundaries. It can be hard sometimes to knock that wall down. Another example, just enjoy classic cinema. Just enjoy it. Enjoy everything. Another example, this is the last, and then we'll get on to... We need to move on. We've got some news. <laughs> I think we'll skim through some stuff. I'll drop some stuff off. Um, but um, at university, we studied... I had this one lecturer who refused to play any movies after, like, 70s or, like, after the 60s. So, again, it's a deal, like, mm-hmm. he's focusing specifically on classic films and he was um, always like, oh, I don't like the modern stuff. And a lot of the stuff he said at the time, you're like, you pretentious <laughs> knob. And I think I still agree with a lot of it. It's like it's discrediting film for the sake of discrediting film. I don't like that. But we'd study things like Jean-Luc Godard, the movie like Breathless, Fellini, Eight and a Half, The Dolce Vita, uh, Benoit, who did Belle de Jour, great French film, Dali, we watched Citizen Kane, I thought a lot of these lessons were pretentious as hell. I mean, we couldn't wait to get out of there. Mm-hmm. It's like, and a lot of people there were like, "Oh, this is awful! Like, what are we doing this for?" Um, by the end of it, maybe even in hindsight, ten years later, I'm like, "These movies are incredible, and they're movies that I still think about now." And yeah. at the time, I was like, maybe like, Ugh, "Can't wait to get out of this French New Wave class." But since those lessons and the movies I've watched after that, I'm like, "Fucking hell!" This guy had a point. Yeah, because you see things that were invented in this French New Wave cinema that are still being applied to films now that people are still looking at, like the French New Wave. They did these crazy things, like they just broke the boundaries of what cinema was supposed to be, how you're supposed to make movies, the kind of shots and the kind of framings and all that kind of stuff. Just really avant-garde stuff. Um, and people at the time was like, "Oh, this is this is this is different. We don't you know, it's, we don't want to watch this." But it became a real movement sort of thing. And I think even now, a lot of that stuff's jarring to people, and they use those techniques in movies now mm. to give you that sense of like that's not quite right. But I look back and I see something like that in a film, and I'm like, "Fucking hell!" It goes back to this, yeah. and it, that was so relevant what that guy was teaching us. And I still may not agree with some of the views he had, particularly on modern cinema or whatever. But the things he was saying was like, watch these movies. They are fucking important. If you want to understand cinema, you've got to watch a bunch of these movies that you may perceive to be pretentious and may be pretentious pieces of art. Maybe I've become a pretentious film viewer. I don't know. But I just, you see the, you you get the appreciation now, you know, this distance and you watch all these movies. And you're like, fucking hell. Those are, so, they are important movies. And they're things like Breathless and Belle de Jour are still films that I just, I think about constantly. Um, not because of what they meant, but the feeling and just, I don't know, push the boundaries. Get out of that little narrow thought of I'm not watching anything prior to Mm. this because there's a vast array of amazing films and um, just amazing stories and amazing technological innovations in cinema. Ryan Johnson in The the Last Jedi, Star Wars The Last Jedi, did this incredible sweeping um, 
tracking shot that goes through the Canto Bike Casino. Say what you will about the scene, say what you will about the movie. Incredible shot. It goes through. It goes over like five different tables. Swarms right through all these tables. You see all the people like crowding around the camera as they're playing like cards or whatever. Goes through one table, goes through another table, like going through all these, weaving these ways through these people. Gets to the end and then Finn jumps into shot like this and he's like right in the middle of the shot. It's like, holy shit, that's like... Crazy, inventive shot. 1927, that exact same shot was done in Wings, which is one of the very first films that ever won the Academy Award for Best Picture. That exact same shot, sweeping through four or five different tables, and you look back now and you go, how the fuck did they do that in 1927? Mm. And it's been reapplied in 2017 or 28, whenever that movie came out. You know, Everything new is old. Go back... Wings is such a fucking gorgeous movie. Yeah. Man, go back and watch that. There's like technological innovation in that. You've got shots where it's like bubbles popping out and there's people inside the bubbles and, you know, it's a movie from the t- 1927. Mm. Expand the boundaries. Even if something to you feels a little bit pretentious, it feels like maybe like, oh, I can't watch this black and white. I can't watch it for any reason. Just push it. If you don't enjoy it, that's fine. I'm not telling you you have to enjoy something because that's what I hate when someone says you have to enjoy this. You can't not you, – you, just you, form your own opinions and stuff, but there is a reason why these things are important for you to go and view and don't discredit. That's what I'm saying. Don't discredit things. And there's been a shitload – excuse me, there's been a shitload of stuff that you've watched and mm. I've watched mm. over the years that we haven't enjoyed, yeah. but we've watched it. Yeah. And understood why it was yeah. made. Well, yeah, well, a lot of these older movies as well, you'll watch you don't particularly like for a reason. That's fine. People have different tastes and you're allowed to enjoy something that someone else didn't mm. enjoy. Titanic, for example, yeah. or JCVD films, yeah. for example. Um, but you'll always pull something from it. And I think that's, I think that's why you, you have to view film. And that's why I always say that it's just as important to watch a bad movie as it is to watch the good ones because you can dissect and go, why didn't it work? Mm. You can't just watch a movie, movies that you know are going to be good and go, oh, that worked because of this. Watch a bad movie and go, why didn't that work? Why don't I like this? Why Mm. is this not working for me? Why was that camera angle? Why didn't that work for me? Why was this story, why did this story didn't work? Why can't I connect with the story? Why was the acting bad? Why was the script bad? Break it down because mm. you will learn as much dissecting a bad piece of art. It's still a piece of art. You will learn just as much as, again, it's not. Uh, it's still subjectively bad because there's someone who's going to like, everything's going to be liked by someone. So to you, if a piece of art is subjectively bad, um, why? Why is it that way? And I don't like to use the words like, this is a bad movie or I hate this movie because I can't hate something. And I, I think um, just saying something flat out is bad you know, why? Mm. Why is it bad? And as I'm saying, another tangent here, but watching a bad movie and dissecting why, or subjectively bad movie, and watching that and going, why doesn't this work for me, will teach you just as much as watching a good movie will teach you about good filmmaking. Well, that's that old saying, isn't it? Yeah. You don't, you, don't learn, you don't learn anything from being right all the time. Yep. You learn from mistakes. Mm-hmm. Are these Jean-Claude Van Damme films, man? Mm-hmm. I'm watching them. They're really they're terrible. Yep. And I'm watching them and going... Um, but why is this bad? Why is this a terrible film? But then finding some enjoyment in just the stupid, like, 
karate moves and he jumps up, he kicks two people in the head and then you go, why is this so, Why? what is it about this that makes me feel it's so bad but it's so enjoyable at the yeah. same time? Um, so that, that again, that comes back to why we will keep a movie that we don't particularly like in the collection mm. uh, because it's always there and it's always a piece of reference and yep. it's um, you will learn you will learn something from any movie you watch whether you like mm. or you don't like it. Something that's an important thing. Push your boundaries. And, Look, I remember um, I remember when I was going through college back in the mm. early eighties or whatever it yeah. was. Um, we in some of my in some of my classes um, and I'm not in. Moving pictures. I mean, yeah, I yeah. create still. I yeah. create stills. But we watched a lot of film like mm. Dali, what's it called? The um, um, Chenandlu, the, yeah, the, um, the Banwell. Oh, jeez. That was the one he did with the, uh, um, Andalusian, no, Andalusian, Andalusian Dog. dog yeah. was called, the yeah. French name was um, Andalusian. Yeah. Uh, that and Citizen Kane and a few other old films yeah. we'd watched. And, mm-hmm. we, and, and at the time, I didn't understand the yeah. relevance. Mm-hmm. But the relevance was it was about waking up your your visual appetite. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was mm-hmm. about the art. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. all part of what that is. Yeah, exactly right. I feel like this has been a very... Let's move on. Oh, yeah. We're going on forever. We're hours 20. Sorry for uh, going sorry, so long, guys. guys. Such a, we're just so engrossed in what we're talking about. Yeah, um, I feel like it's a very different episode today than normal. But yeah, that's all right. I hope you guys... In, uh, uh, I hope it's been okay. It. Let yeah. me know, please. Or if you've switched it off halfway through, it's rambling about these. Again, I don't know if I've become a pretentious film fan or maybe it's just over time you just... Um, Know what you like. You know what you like and you begin to appreciate more. And I have, over my time watching movies, grown an appreciation for everything. And people say, why are you watching a bad movie? Well, that's why. Why are you buying a movie that you don't think you like? Well, that's why. Because why won't I like it? What is this movie going to teach me? Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Oh, my Blake. Oh, yeah, Blake. Queensland. Queensland. Blake Eisen. G'day, Blake. Hope it's all going well up there. Hello. Uh, G'day, guys, he says. Hello. Hope all is well in Vic. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't until last well, night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brisbane, as you know, is in lockdown at the moment. We feel your pain, yeah, mate. man. No one feels it more than mm-hmm. we do. So I've got a lot of time on my hands outside of work. As you know, I'm looking to kickstart my own uh, reviewing gig. Wait, is this the one he wrote in last week? I don't remember reading it. Oh, no, I read it to you. I've read it to you at the table. We didn't oh, read right, this okay. on the pod. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, 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 okay. go. I'm looking to kickstart my own reviewing gig, etc., and I'm going to use this time to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what platform do you guys think would be best to go with? You, uh, YouTube seems so oversaturated nowadays, mm. so what do you reckon? Keep up the great work. Cheers. Thanks, Blake. Such a, it's a loaded question. It's a big question, isn't it? YouTube's definitely saturated. I feel like very I, saturated. I particularly even in the five years I've been doing it, the, the amount of people that have jumped on in that time is enormous. Yep. And you see a lot of people just aren't getting traction. Mm. Um, I struggle to get traction at some points. It's really tough space. It's like even some of those. Um, you were, we were just talking the other or just the day before mm. about. How you were do you know for those um, for uh, what's it called um, random space media and stuff oh, yeah. and and how not not so much them but others mm. others others you do that they're now getting quite saturated and, oh, yeah, and there's, there's a lot, lot of people re- reviewing stuff for yeah, them yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah yeah you know a lot of these were the first one to sort of start. yeah a lot of the distributors oh, what wasn't necessarily the first so, one well, there's one maybe of, a couple of people yeah. doing them and then now you see so many people who yeah. have obviously after you know a few of us have been doing them. Yeah, it's so many people jumped on, yep. and you see so many people advertising these distributors. Yeah, um, on 
on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And it's got to the point now where um, some of the distributors, again, I won't name names, but some of them are scaling back on how much they're able to offer. Yeah. I think because so many people they're are now wanting further. them. Yeah. So the offerings that I'm getting are a little bit thinner now than they yeah. would have been. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. They get their brand out there a bit more. But, yeah, but um, – it's tough because even Instagram is saturated and it's really fucking hard to get any kind of traction on Instagram because that's so algorithm-based and it's worse than YouTube, they reckon, yeah. the algorithm on Instagram. Oh, okay. um, Twitter, fucking hard to get any out there. I don't know. I'd just say pick whatever pick, platform. Pick one and just go for it. Yeah, because I've, I've found it so hard to cross-platform. All my focus goes on YouTube. I, I post on Instagram, I post on Twitter, but I never just... I don't devote so much time to either of those platforms because I just know mm. that I'm not getting anywhere on them. Uh, pick TikTok, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> just take your pick and just fucking roll with it and stick yeah, to exactly it. Exactly right. It's hard to sort of it's hard. advise which way to go because they're all different and mm. and they're all they're all pretty saturated. And these it's days. so much luck. Yeah, there's an Australian reviewer who only just started doing, or Australian content creator rather, who's just started doing videos maybe a year or so ago. And he um, was just doing smaller movie reviews and stuff and then did a couple of, um, like, editorial videos and fucking exploded. Mm. It's like 30,000 subs. He was only on a couple of thousand a couple of months ago. Yeah. But it's a similar thing that happened to me. You know, I went from 6,000 to, like, 30, 40, 50,000 subs in the space of, like, 12 months. Yeah. So it's just that it's that one thing just needs to take off yeah, and you exactly. explode. Exactly. Um, and this other guy... Patrick Burrow is his name. I was speaking to him and just like, man, it's crazy. Because someone tried to call him out on Twitter. It was like, this guy's been buying views and this is no, there's no way you can be this successful so quickly. And I was like, well, hang on, actually, I, <laughs> I was like, I actually, uh, this happened to me. And it's just one of those things yep. where it just happens. Yeah. It's just one of those random things that the algorithm goes, oh, this is doing all right. Let's give it to everyone. Yeah. And then you fucking explode. You have that little burst. Yeah. And he reached out to me. He's like, thank you for, for that because mm. these idiots like trying to tarnish me. Even he was like, I can't, I can't believe what's happening. Mm. Um, so there is still a chance that you can get in there yeah. and just you just just work your ass off and yeah. just hope that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, and try different things. Well, it's it's, it's a lot of hard work too. Like you've been yeah, there yeah. for what five five years five now, years? just over five years, and yeah. you're approaching a hundred thousand subs now yeah. on YouTube. Mm. But trying to cross cross into you know any other platform mm. just doesn't work. No. Um, so yeah, so pick your platform and just and just work at it, and it's not going to happen overnight. Mm. Whatever, works, whatever works for you. Yeah. What, whatever. You, yeah. Whatever you find easiest. YouTube works for me because I don't want to get hampered to just doing like reviews. I want. I like doing the editorials. I like doing the little documentary pieces. Uh, whatever else. Um, but if you just want to do like little 20 second reviews, pick Instagram or TikTok. Or if you just want to do like written blog pieces, start a blog and start posting on Twitter or whatever. Just pick what you think is right for you and go with it because any of them is really just a gamble. And it's just waiting for that moment where it yeah. spikes. Yeah, I've seen right. a lot of people who are on like two, three, four thousand subscribers and they've been stuck there for like five years. Yeah. Because they don't take risks. Well, that was you for the first. Couple yeah. of years. Well, because I never took it. It took forever. I wasn't taking it seriously for a while, yeah. a few years. And then once I t- took it more seriously, started doing different things, yeah. started playing around. I saw these people who 
are like, how come I don't have any growth? You're like, I'm mm. on like 2,000 subscribers and I've been on 2,000 subscribers for three, four years. Why aren't I growing? You look at that content, it's just review, review, yeah. review. People don't watch reviews. No. I'm, my reviews don't even get views. No, that's right. Um, well, you know, big views. Yeah. Um, comparatively to my other stuff. Do different things. Experiment. That's what it's about. Just yeah. try. If it's, that's not working, don't keep doing it. Mm. First, yeah. and, first and foremost, if you're going to do it, Blake, do it, do it for your own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't yeah, go yeah. into something like this thinking you're going to make a, make a yeah, living exactly. out of it. Because if it fails, you know, mm. and you don't make a living out of it, well, then you just destroy yourself. Yeah, exactly right. You know, so do it Do it because you want to do it and you enjoy doing it mm. and you're doing it for the fun of it, really. Yeah, exactly. And hope at the hope, and hope and at some stage you'll be able to, you know, make a living out of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. That's it. It, takes, it, just takes, it just takes forever. It takes a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of dedication. You know, like you, Dave, works... Jesus, 10, 12 hours every day. Fun. Almost every day, seven <laughs> days a week. Um, and uh, really, was it last Saturday you took a day off? Yeah. Last um, it was the first first real day off. He'd, full day he'd had off for in months. Ages. Months. Even like even days when we go out, like we go to football or something. Yeah. You'll work, you know, if it's an afternoon game, you'll work in the morning. Or if mm. it's a night game, you'll work through the day and then go to the football, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So... Just pick your mm-hmm. pick your pick your platform, and um, and just work at it. Yeah. That's all you can say. Mm. You know, I can't really say whether one platform is better than the next because it's not. Yeah, and start now. Yeah. Don't keep putting it don't, off. Just don't start now. Prognosticate about it. Just because the it. longer you put it off, the yep. the more it's going to get saturated. Yeah, exactly the more you right. just do it. Just fucking do it. Just fucking make something and put it up. Don't give a shit if anyone isn't going to like it, isn't going to watch it. Because to be completely honest, at first. No one's going to watch it, and be and be prepared to be hated and slammed. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly right. Because <laughs> you get you get a lot of that shit. Like it took like I, I say like no one's going to watch it first, but on it that like my it took me a long time to even get like a hundred views on a on a video and say yeah. shit that's so good. Yeah. So just be prepared. To, it's you're not going to drop a video and then expect like thousands of views to flood in. No, that's right. When you first start, exactly, it's, exactly, it takes right. a while. Uh, so just get to it, blank. Yep. Get on it, pick your thing, and just and go for it. Thanks again for listening to the Best of the Daily Down Under Podcast 2021. We'll be back with another Best of Compilation next week. Hope to join you on the next one. Until then, take care.